So, Nick. Yes, Mark. I have been uh, pouring over the internets looking for jokes about coaches and coaching. And guess what I found? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. (laughs) What what do you want to do, Coxie? I wanted to blow my whistle, but I don't have a whistle. I often blow my own horn. Anyway. <laughs> there was literally no jokes about coaches that were funny. All no. I got was American football stuff. And they're listeners, very serious. Yeah. They're like long and convoluted. And then I got to the end of most of them and went, I don't get it. <laughs> the one you told me was shocking. Oh, that was awful. Uh, and there were some that were quite inappropriate in a very inappropriate way. So. Um, listeners, we are talking about coaches and coaching and football and basketball and rowing and fencing, but not the one with the posts, the one with the little whippy sword things. Uh, what else can we talk about, Coxie? Um, nipple, tennis. Yes. Pickleball. Pickleball. <laughs> See, when you say pickleball, I imagine smashing a McDonald's pickle around. And trying to get it to stick to the wall. I love a pickle. Yeah. My wife too. I love a pickle. Pickle fiends. I, pickles are good. Mm. Mm. <laughs> only only as you eat them. But anyway, uh, so listeners, where are we going with this? Well, I'm not really sure. So I'm hoping Coxie's going to rescue me today from this episode. Nick, coaching, <laughs> coaches. It's a bit of an elephant in the room sometimes, I think. I agree with you. I I know even myself prior to employing a coach for our business, it's a bit sticky. It's a bit like... It's like a pickle. It is a bit like a pickle. (laughs) People either love them or hate them. Uh, Some people just throw them away without any second thought. And others just can't get enough. There you go. Coaches are like pickles. I didn't ever really want to be compared to a pickle, but that's okay because I'm a mentor, so you can compare away. Uh, we're we're, we're going to do a poll and and get a poll done. Is Nicole a mentor or a coach? Maybe that sums up the the feeling around coaches quite frequently. Even I didn't want to be a business coach. I only ever wanted to be a mentor. Perhaps that's a thread that we could follow. And it's well, for that exact reason. they they're thought of to be a bit wanky. They're thought of to be a bit, I don't know, unnecessary, a bit rah-rah, a bit over the top. And I think certainly in my head at the very least, all I had ever seen as a business coach was the American model that is a bit rah-rah, it's a bit over the top, it's a bit nuts. Um, and so we, we've just filled people's heads with the idea of business coaches, uh, that whole, you know, ew, yucky pickle response and yet if i said 
uh, Brisbane Broncos, Melbourne Storm, uh, Sydney Swans, Adelaide Crows, uh, the the Fireballs, the freaking the Brisbane Roar, um, like sporting teams, right? And I I ran out because I couldn't think of any more. <laughs> um, I can only think of AFL <laughs> footy mostly, and then I thought, well, hang on, there's some there's cricket teams too. Uh, but you think about a sporting team, even your local sporting team, and you think about a coach, and I I bet that our listeners instantly think happy smiley thoughts mm. or positive thoughts or motivational thoughts when we we put that image in your mind of a great sports coach, mm. even individual sports, doesn't matter, swim coach, you name it. And it's like there's this gap as big as a universe between the idea of having a business coach and having a sporting coach. And yet we talk to people on a daily basis that recognize that they can both be the same. They serve the same purpose. Yes. They're there to motivate, encourage, inspire, educate. And yeah. rara. Give feedback, pump you up. Yep. Get you in the right headspace to get in the game. Let's get out there. Go on. Go hard. Let's get in there. We're going to win this, girls. Or Woo! we're going to send you back out to do another six push-ups because you didn't really do the job I asked you to do. Yeah. Three laps. <laughs> um, so... It does leave me a little baffled, Nicole, mm. as to where this even comes from. And one of our amazing tradie wives uh, shared something with us recently, and I quote, <laughs> only successful people have business coaches. Interesting thought, isn't it? It's really, I, that has not stopped swimming around in my head all night long. <laughs> and I heard that and I thought, hang on, what? Mm -hmm. Does that mean that only successful sporting teams have coaches? And it raises an interesting thing if if I do a bit of what I love to do, which is overthink things and overanalyze and unpack them in a deeply philosophical way. Mm -hmm. uh, well, that means if you want to be successful, you need to have a business coach. Because mm -hmm. if only successful people have business coaches, then you can't be successful without a business coach. It's a bit Just of a, like a sporting team. Chicken or an egg scenario, isn't it? Yeah. Either way, there's an association between success and coaches. And I think where we lack a stigma, and I, and I feel like this is the real issue here, and it goes to what you were saying, Coxie, about you considering yourself to be a mentor, not a coach. Um, and I'll chat to you off air about the sad reality of that, <laughs> that you are, in fact, a business coach. <laughs> <laughs> evil laugh um but there is more of a stigma around success and i guess allowing someone to coach us than there is about actually having a coach so much because many of us have had coaches even through school if, if you've played any form of school sport even if you were like me and you swam like a house brick at the local swimming carnival at high school, you still had a coach, even if that was the PE teacher mm. screaming at you from the side, telling you not to drown. Breathe, Bidwell, breathe. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I see that. Yes, I as a swimmer, I make a great land-based animal. Uh, <laughs> but the point is, we know that coaches do good things for performance. Absolutely. And yet there is such a, an interesting uh, negative view of having a coach in your business or even in your life. You know, life coaches are kind of sneered at and a bit, a bit chuckle-worthy. Uh, and... I, I, I know also from the point of view of a lot of men out there or males that having a coach is kind of like getting help from somebody and getting help from somebody is strongly correlated with weakness or failure. And yet the opposite is true of, of those coach-player um, relationships, Coxie. It's an interesting paradigm and I, I – I struggled to understand where it's come from other than my own resistance around it and thinking of the typically American model. And I call it that because that's all I ever saw reflected in the media. And when I say media, I mean on movies or, or even social media, what I would see was that, that really highly energetic, jump up and down, full-on business coach um, model that follows a, a, a set path to um, not really necessarily meeting people where they're actually at right now. It's more of a set path. It's, it's, it, I don't know, for me at least, it always just felt a little foreign and wasn't comfortable. I didn't like the idea of it. And yet in my experience at the very least, and certainly um, with, in my dealings with my own coaches, it's not like that at all. It is exactly what you see with a sports player. It's, it, there's a sense of community, there is um, support, there is counselling, there is somebody to provide you with education and inspiration, to hold you accountable, to check up on you, to prescribe some work to be done so that you can get the results that you want, to keep your eyes on the ball so that you can see that goal and you're working towards it consistently so that you can get where you want to be. Um, and that's certainly been my experience. I understand that there are others perhaps that look like me, they see it in the media and they just think, oh, that's not a good fit for me. But like anything, it's just finding the right one for you. Not every coach is right for every player. It's finding the right one. You see it in, in football all the time. Some players perform really well under some coaches and others don't perform well at all and yet they'll make a club change and suddenly they're outperforming anything they've ever done before because the coach has figured out how to get the best out of them. Mm. So it's the same situation with a business coach. It's finding the right one for you rather than avoiding it altogether. Yeah. And you took my content there, Coxie, which is which is one of your incredible strengths as a coach. Uh, <laughs> it's to say what I was going to say. Uh, coaches change. Mm. So you know, people people bounce around different coaches and they have a lifespan like any relationship. I mean, it's human relationships. Yes. And some of the best coaches have the best relationships with their players. Mm. You look at, you know, you look at the Olympics was just run recently and you look at some of the individual sports like swimming and tennis and those sorts of sports. Some of those relationships go for many years and, and then people stop performing for whatever reason. It's not working. And as you said, they'll change their coach and bang, it's like this magical secret formula because it's someone new seeing different things or yes. seeing the same things in a different way, bringing different solutions or experience to the table. 
And we see that within our own community. Uh, you know, you and I recognize that we have a lifespan. It's it's why people aren't locked into 10-year coaching agreements uh, because things change, you know, people change, businesses change. So I think um, I think the bigger issue is is not a problem with having a coach. I think it's what that means to people. Mm. And if you're listening to this and you have ever thought about improving your business, I mean, goodness, you're listening to the Tradies in Business podcast. You, you must be looking for something <laughs> because if you're here just for the entertainment, I can probably recommend a few <laughs> podcasts that'll deliver more in that regard than this one. <laughs> but you're, you're, you're here, no doubt. You're a tradie wife or partner um, looking for something that's going to help you and and the tradie to uh, improve your life, uh, you know, improve your health or your business or, or your lifestyle, or you're a tradie, um, either a tradie business owner or you're actually working for someone else as a tradie, uh, maybe you're self-employed tradie, either way, you're looking for how do you get this thing happening the way you think it could, or you want to start out right, or you've been doing it wrong for 12 years and you're sick of it and you want to make some change. Maybe you've thought about what Coxie and I bang on about with coaching and our tradiepreneurs, but it all sounds a bit weird and icky and rah-rah, jump up and down American style, you know, Tony Robbins, let's walk over hot coals stuff. And I can tell you that Nick and I have never made anybody walk over hot coals except to go to the other side of the campfire and get me a beer. <laughs> we may deliver a few pineapples, but we certainly don't make them walk over hot coals. <laughs> no. So I, I think um, if, if you have ever wondered about it, <clears throat> it's not about the coaching. It's about your fears perhaps around failure or the fact that it's weak to get outside input or help um, and I, I think everybody listening to this Coxie would agree with me for a change mm. that the fundamental law of, if you want to get better at your sport, you get a coach. Mm -hmm. If you want to get better results, you go get a coach. Mm -hmm. And that principle applies to business. Uh, it, it's, it's just this idea that I don't know where it comes from, that to be truly successful in business, you need to do it on your own. Mm. You, you, you can't have a coach beside you because that somehow detracts from your success. Mm. And again, if we look at the sporting arena, people literally drag their coaches up next to them and cry and hug them and thank them with their entire life and credit them with their success on countless occasions. And often they're unsung people in the background, but, People celebrate their coaches and yet there's this weird idea that to be a successful business person, you must do it without a coach. As you're saying and delivering your beautiful monologue, which you do <laughs> beautifully well, I'm sitting in here and thinking about our listener because there's only ever one and that, that's the person I'm thinking of as we deliver our podcast content and realizing they're actually all being coached by listening to this podcast. They're already partaking in business coaching. If you've ever tuned into the podcast, hello, that's you, you're listening right now, I'm talking to you, and thought about making a change or actioned a change on the back of something you've heard in the podcast, 
You've already been coached <gasps> by a business coach. Coached by Stell. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I've never thought about it like that. But at the end of the day, that's exactly what's happening here. You're Such looking, a great point. You, you've come looking for some sort of support or you've come looking for some sort of change or you're looking to understand that you're in the same position as just about every other tradie out there, which is something that we hear time and time again. I can't believe that there are other people going through this. You know, when they're vulnerable enough to open up and start having those conversations within the community, they get to see that they're not alone. So even if you've come to the podcast just for that, you are still being coached. You're being reassured. You're being re encouraged. You're being educated and inspired. All the things that a business coach does. So there you are. No, 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 no. You're already being coached anyway. Oxy snuck into your brain via your ear holes and coached you by stealth, which Look also out. means Nick is a business coach. So sucked in. Yes. And g'day to anybody watching the video of this. Uh, I'll give a wave so you know that I'm real. <laughs> I'm not just sitting here. <laughs> you have been a bit glitchy today with Effigy. your Effigy. Yes. Well, it is very windy and rainy here in Tasmania, just for something new. <laughs> And uh, it does play havoc mm. with the uh, Intermanet uh, signal. But anyway, coaching, I, I think uh, only successful people have business coaches. That That is literally going to stick in my brain for years um, because out of that, and, and when I think about the person that, that shared that, um, I think the biggest issue there is, is that person doesn't actually see themselves as successful. And therefore, they're not worthy of having a coach yet. Mm. And and that would be like some of the episodes where we've talked about getting fit before you join a gym. Yes. Getting your books in order before you get a bookkeeper. Yes. Cleaning your house before you get a house cleaner. Yes. <laughs> and I'm guilty of that one. Fighting cleaning a two different. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's a bit too messy. I'll just I'll sweep up a few of those bits because that looks disgusting. I don't want my cleaner thinking bad thoughts about me, <laughs> even though they're here to clean my house. I do the same with tradies. Do you? Yeah, if, I, if I've got a tradie coming out, I like to make sure things look like I'm less of a numpty homeowner than <laughs> than I actually am because I worry too much about what people think of me mm -hmm. and, and I feel my theory with that statement and the reluctance for people to be open to being coached perhaps more closely than just through a podcast, not that there's anything wrong with that, I, I think the issue is um, worrying less about what that other person will think of us and and believing that their feedback is because they truly want us to do better, not because they're judging us and and somehow, again, we've done a podcast episode of this recently. Um, I think actually the previous episode to this, it might have been or the one before that, uh, about tearing others down to raise ourselves up. Mm. Coaches don't do that. Good coaches, good coaches build their their players, their students, their coaches up because they want them to be built up. Mm. Because as coaches, that's what gives us a buzz. We get a buzz from building others up and seeing you succeed. And if you find a good coach, they will they get a high yeah. from building up others I think rather you than criticizing. Sorry, you mentioned two things in there. One was finding the right coach. You have to find yeah. the right coach for you. You do need to talk to a few and find the right one for you. Find the right system and program that works for you because we all have our own versions of how we work with clients. First, your personalities have to connect. You need to know that you're able 
to be vulnerable with them because if you can't be vulnerable, you're not going to get the results that you want. So you want somebody that you feel like you can trust, um, somebody that you feel a vibe with, if I use the cool hip terms, that you feel a bit of a vibe with and you're okay. And then you need somebody who has um, some sort of program or some sort of structure to what they do that fits with you and your business. Um, I think we need to do an episode on, on what a business coach actually does for those that aren't quite sure. I think it'd be a great opportunity to educate around that. So listen to that app for that. That'll come shortly too. If you're sitting there wondering, well, what is it that we do and how do we get the results that we get? Um, we'll do another episode about that. And I think that, you know, if you're thinking about perhaps time has come that you want some support in your business, you want to find the quick way to do uh, business the easy way, then it's time to reach out and speak to a few. Just put your hand up, be vulnerable. Mm. If you don't feel the vibe, if it doesn't feel good, they're not right for you. But it doesn't mean that a coach isn't right for you. Just means right. that one that you're talking to isn't right for you. Try another. It's it's quite okay to keep moving around until you find the right one for you. Absolutely. I played a, a fair bit of um, competitive squash uh, when I was a little bit younger than I am now. And, and I had three different coaches. Mm. And one of them was an excellent player, like had played internationally, very, very accomplished player, had a coaching business and was, was a quote unquote successful coach. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, I just didn't gel with the guy. I just, I don't know what it was. Um, I couldn't get what he was trying to teach me so much. I wasn't, I, I didn't like my sessions. Um, I did them because I'd paid for them and because I wanted to improve and I changed to somebody else who didn't have the track record, didn't have the, the trophies hanging on the wall, not the hang trophies on the wall, Warwick, but you know what I mean? Uh, they weren't in the cabinet. Um, and we just gelled and my, I actually stepped up a grade and started playing a grade off the back of that, uh, less openly or, or showy qualification behind that coach so absolutely back what you're saying coxie that you need to feel good about your coach as much as you need to see sexy stuff on their website and a thousand testimonials and letters after their name and in bed with all of the big organizations or whatever Mm. that doesn't mean they're a great coach for you no it is all about you Oh, what a way to finish, Coxie. It is all about you, listeners. <laughs> I just I just wanted to put a full stop on that. So as we're saying, um, if you've been thinking about it, go chat to some coaches. Um, you, you, if you're in a, a Facebook group anywhere, if you're a tradie wife, you're probably in tradie wives, maybe you're in the tradies in business group. Um, ask some other business owners what their experience has been. You'll get a thousand different opinions. Everyone will tell you that their coach is the best coach on the planet for them. That's what you have to remember. Go and talk to them and see if they're also the greatest coach for you. And if it doesn't feel like there's a, a fit, then don't believe that just because they're, you know, they've been awarded world's best coach nine times um, that you should somehow get results with them mm. uh, because it's, it's just like my squash coach. The right coach will get the right things out of you. Here endeth the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day listeners. We'll come back at you with some more specifics about what great 
coaches actually do for business owners and how they get results. Um, And in the meantime, have a fabulous day. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.